Hello and welcome to the Dad Whisperer. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Watson. And if you're a dad who wants more tools for your fathering toolbox, then you are going to love today's show because you are definitely going to be filling that box up with even more tools from my guest, coach today. Well, before we get started, I want to review the template that always guides the conversation, which is simply on your mark, get set, go. On your mark is the topic or the theme. Get set is filling that in with stories and stats. And go is your action step to put your love for your daughters and your sons into action. And I always tell you dads, I want you to imagine that you're standing side by side each other as you're running your fathering race this week. And I'm on the sidelines as your coach cheering you on. And today I have a guest coach, I guess you could say, with me who I know you're going to love. His name is Mark Lee. And back in 1991, Mark joined with his high school friend, Mac Powell, to start a band that you just may have heard of. It's called Third Day. Well, Mark played guitar it, through all these decades in his band, and Mac was the lead singer, and they've actually had a career that has spanned almost three decades. They've released 13 studio albums, won four Grammy Awards, an American Music Award, and numerous gospel music and ASCAP awards. Oh my goodness! They have got quite the pedigree. But more than that, they've been men that want to minister to the people that they're talking with. And what I love, or singing to, I should really say, not just talking, but I love the fact that Mark is a dad of two daughters and that he lives out the things that he talks about, that he preaches, if you will, by his life, which is really where it matters. So he's a dad to two daughters. One is 10, one is 15. And today he's going to share about his heart as a dad, which is also something that he's written about in his book that he wrote last year called Hurt Road. And then earlier this year, he released his debut EP titled Unshakable Heart, which is my favorite song on that album because it's all about being a dad to daughters. So thank you, Mark Lee, for joining us today. Welcome. Hey, thank you so much. That was a great introduction. Wow, I don't know that I've ever had that like detailed, elaborate oh my introduction. Great job. That was awesome. <laughs> well, obviously you have a lot of fans, I being one of them, but really, truth be told, it's more that last week when we spent some time talking and your daughter Kitty was in the car, that I really got to see your dad hard, and that's why I'm not about interviewing people that just have written books or produced songs, right, or traveled. It's about what's your real life like, like your day day-to-day life, and I could tell by the way that your daughter was talking and the way you were talking that you lived this out at home. Oh, yeah, absolutely, and I promise that it wasn't a, a like, setup that day. I mean, it just so happened that when, uh, when we spoke, uh, I was driving around with my younger daughter, Kitty, who was 10, and it was, I think it was either my older daughter, Abby, it was either her birthday, uh, I'm sorry, it was, I think it was like two days before her birthday, so we were... I was driving around with one of my daughters to buy a birthday present for my other daughter. So I mean, it, was, it worked out just perfectly. You yeah. know, so. <laughs> it was awesome. Oh, I just loved meeting her. She was, she's so cute. So, well, as you and I prepared for this talk today, we, we decided to come up with a title. This is the On Your Mark is Guarding Your Daughter's Unshakable Heart, which again ties to the theme of one of your songs. So how about if we start there, Mark? For the get set part of our conversation, where you just maybe break down that topic of unshakable heart, like what does that look like for you as a dad to two girls? What does it mean? You know what? That's something that I have learned uh, through being a, a dad of daughters. You know, I did. I grew up, and it was me, and I had an older brother, uh, so I didn't really grow up around girls, and uh, that was just something that I. 
quickly learned uh, was they their hearts are just are just different mm-hmm. than uh, uh, than a male heart, I guess. And uh, it took me a couple of years to kind of, to really pick up on that and figure out how to be a dad, you know, specifically to daughters. Uh, but I. I had this song, and as you mentioned, it's it's on my EP that came out earlier this year, and it's actually the title track mm-hmm. of the EP. It's called Unshakable Heart, and uh, I had, uh, in the, the season of life that we're in right now, my, my wife and myself, my oldest daughter, Abby, is 15, uh, so we've just got a couple more years. She's uh, in high school now. We've got a couple more years that we're all going to be together at home, and so as I was working on uh, songs for this for this album, I really wanted to write a song that could could capture, you know, just my my heart for them mm-hmm. and just kind of just that whole idea of, of, you know, if I had, you know, just three minutes and 30 seconds to, to try to encourage my daughters, what would I say? And so the first thing that came to my mind is just their hearts and how precious they are to me. And uh, so... And then I just started thinking about, you know, as, as a believer, you know, the idea of our heart means something different than it does to somebody else, uh, because the Bible is just very clear that the Lord has written a new covenant on our hearts, mm-hmm. and because of the work of Jesus, because of what he did for us on the cross, he's literally given us a new heart. So we have this foundation of our faith that's there at our disposal, That, and it's not a question of if difficult times, difficult seasons are going to come our way, but when those hard times come our way. And I talk about this quite a bit in the book. That's really kind of the overarching theme of the book is, is getting through these uh, more difficult seasons of life. Uh, but I, I just feel like that's at the core of all of that is mm-hmm. that foundation of our faith that we have at our disposal to, to use and to be able to get through those times. And see, I love and, that you're thinking about that for your girls. It's because the subtitle of your book is The Music the memories, and the miles between. So you're saying, we got to talk about the miles between the highs, right? The day-to-day exactly, stuff. Exactly, yes. And, and that's something that has been just really on my heart for the last couple of years. As, as I wrote the book and then as I've lived out the season, uh, you know, we think about our faith, and we think about these mountaintop experiences, or we think about about the valley. We think about as we go through the difficult times, but really I feel like our faith is lived out in that day-to-day, that mundane, and I, I have this phrase moment-by-moment faith or moment-by-moment obedience that I use quite a bit in, in my book, and it's something that I want to live out myself, and it's something that I want to be an example of uh, and model that for my children, too, mm-hmm. as, they, as they grow up, that it's not something where you know, I act one way during the week, and then we go to church on Sunday, and I act a different way. I want my faith to inform my whole life, and I hope that my uh, children are able to pick up on that as well. Man, come on now. There you go. That's why God blesses your ministry, right? Because you you aren't just about getting out front and portraying one thing and then having it be different at home, because I'm a pastor's daughter, and I think of how often I've heard other pastor's kids, right, or ministry kids say, man, my dad's way different at home. But the fact that you're thinking, I want to be the same, it's, I, I really know that that's a foundation to, to your life. So, okay, let's break down this concept even more because I'm so struck by the words unshakable heart because of the fact that as a daughter, as a girl, as a woman, I think how often my heart feels more shakable than unshakable. So like with your daughters now at 10 and 15, what realities are you seeing in their lives where maybe they're more shaky than steady or unshakable? Yeah, you know, it, I think there's definitely, I mentioned about how um, for, uh, for girls, how their, their heart is just, is just kind of put together a little bit different than it is 
for boys. And so for me, only having that kind of male perspective, I've learned quite a bit uh, through being a dad to, to girls. But, uh, yeah, the, the, their, uh, their heart and, you know, you, this idea of shakeable, shakeable versus unshakable, like I think that confidence is just such a big deal for mm-hmm. girls. And so I've really tried as they've uh, grown up and, you know, as I've kind of walked them through several different things, uh, I've really tried to just encourage them that, uh, you know, just to have that confidence. And I feel like my wife is a great model of that. I mean, she's a uh, very strong uh, woman uh, emotionally and and in a lot of different ways. Great role Um, model for them. Exactly. I think she's a great role model. So it's been great to to have her there also. And and I've just really tried to encourage my girls in, in everything that, you know, they they don't need to try to be somebody that they're not. Mm-hmm. I think that, that identity thing is a big deal with girls. Uh, they don't need to try to be somebody they're, that they're not. They just need to be the person that God's made them to be. And it's it's so crazy, too, that I've got two daughters, and their personalities are so <laughs> different. Uh, yeah, my God older daughter, to do Abby, that. she's the sweet, compliant child. She honestly is probably the most responsible of our whole family, you know, I've, I've had this happen multiple times where I'm about to leave the house and I'm like, oh, I can't find my keys. And, and Abby's like, oh, daddy, here they are. Oh, by the way, I made you breakfast. Yeah. So she's, she's the responsible one. And then Kitty is more of the kind of free spirit. Uh, and I think this a lot of times happens with the younger child, but she's, she's more of the free spirit and uh, she's our resident comedian of the family. Mm-hmm. She's, she's just really, you know, hilarious. And, uh, she, in, in a lot of ways, Kitty kind of calls the shots. You know, I think if, um, if Kitty's not happy, nobody's happy. So, <laughs> so but, but oh they're, they're so fun. And when what I've learned, and especially when they were younger, with they're about you know they're five years apart, and so I thought, especially when Kitty was younger, that I could the kind of parenting and the discipline and things that I did with Abby, I would just do those with Kitty oh, too. Yeah. But I quickly learned that her personality is different, and she responds to things in different ways. I feel like with Abby because she's the first child, and she's more of a pleaser, like you can, you know, be a little bit more firm in the discipline. Mm-hmm. Whereas Kitty, being the younger child, like she just does not. She will crumple if I try to be more firm, you know, with the, the discipline. And and if she feels like uh-huh. she's in trouble, she just does not like that. So we just have more, just you know, just more conversations, and we just talk through yeah. different issues and stuff. So you know, um, you know what hits me when you say that is I'm the oldest of four girls, and my youngest sister, she's 14 years younger than me. So I'm a freshman in high school when she's born, right? And she was just like Kitty. She would crumple if my mom even looked at her with a harsh look. And I thought it really was different parenting, right, for all four of us. And you're saying as a dad, in order to guard your daughter's unshakable hearts, you've had to parent them different. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. And something else, and I think we'll probably get into this a little bit more, but I've learned being a dad, like, uh, you know, just because I'm a man, and when I talk to them, I've already got this deep voice, and if they think that I'm mad and I'm talking, even if I'm just trying to, you know, sort of discipline and talk Mm -hmm. to them about what they did or whatever, if I'm coming at them with this with this kind of deep, like, voice that sounds angry, especially Mm -hmm. when they were little, you know, they... They don't take that very well. So I've learned, okay, I've got to really harness that and be gentle with them. Uh, and it's, it definitely you know, takes some getting used to, and it's a delicate kind of thing. Uh, but yeah. th- I think that's a big, big factor w- when you have girls. Yeah, it's that whole tone of voice thing, isn't it? Because so many girls say, my dad was so mad. And I have men say, you want to see me mad? That wasn't mad. <laughs> 
<laughs> right? That, exactly, that was my yeah. non-mad voice. But I love that you're saying I have had to pace with their hearts if I want to reach their hearts. I can't say you've got to come my way and get used to that being just a masculine voice. You've had to adjust to them. Right, absolutely. And, and it, it took, you know, a, a little bit of time. It took a couple years for me to really start picking up on that. And, and my wife is great, and I feel like I've cued from her in a lot of different mm-hmm. ways as far as the parenting and the discipline and how to, to deal with the girls and everything. But, uh, yeah, I think that's just such a huge deal and focusing on, mm-hmm. you know, having that, that tone that is, uh, you know, there definitely, obviously, there are times that we need to be firm, but you can be firm but still have a gentle totally. approach and a, a gentle tone about it. Yeah, I want to even just go back to something you said about cueing off of your wife is I see just in you and I hear in you just a tone of humility because I find some dads in my work with dads the last nine years that sometimes they're not open to the feedback from their wives or their their daughter's mom if they're divorced, right? It's more like, I'm the man, don't question me, I'm disciplining, don't get in the way and undermine me. But it sounds like you've said I've partnered with my wife and I'm letting her tell me, you got to tone it down, Mark. Is that is that pretty fair in what I'm picking up? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, we, we get told, and, you know, it's, it's a, a biblical kind of thing, you know, that man is kind of the head of the household. And right. I think a lot of times, as husbands, as dads, we, we want to take that and sort of run with it and go, well, I'm the head of the household, so what I say goes. Mm-hmm. Well, it really, you know, as, as being sort of a, in that leadership position, we have this greater responsibility, and it really is more about us bringing out the personalities that are around us. And yeah. so if you're not humble about that, if you don't actively listen to other people's ideas and opinions, uh, mm-hmm. it, things are not going to go well. So uh, that, that's definitely something that, that I've really tried to do. Now, have I succeeded every time? Absolutely not. But mm-hmm. uh, it's definitely something that I strive for. Yeah, exactly. Well, if you're just joining us, I'm talking with Mark Lee, guitar player for Third Day, now an author. He's a prolific songwriter. And most importantly, he's a dad to two daughters. Today, we're talking about guarding your daughter's unshakable heart. So let me just ask you then. Now, let's, let's dive in a little deeper here. Mark, how do you as a dad strengthen your daughter's shaky hearts? Like when they're shaky, falling apart, what have you learned along the way about how to pace with them, how to connect with them when they're falling apart? Like super shaky. You know, there's a a phrase that I've learned very recently. I have a friend uh, who is a pastor, and we were having a conversation uh, within the last few weeks. Uh, My mother-in-law actually just passed away very unexpectedly. And as, uh, you know, we've been walking through this season, I was talking to my friend who's a pastor, and he used this phrase that I'd never heard before, and he called it the ministry of presence. Mm. And he was specifically talking about that in regards to me supporting my wife during this time, that, you know, there's going to be times that she's going to be upset, and my job as her husband is not to try to make things better. As much as my natural tendency as a man is to try to fix things, my job is just to be there for her. You know, and there's going to be times that she's going to be angry, and my job is, is not to make her not be angry or, or rationalize with her. My job is just to be there with her. Oh, and so I good. think that idea, that ministry of presence, can very easily be translated into uh, my relationship as a dad with my daughters. And when they go through uh, different things, my job is not to tell them what they need to do. My job is not to try to fix whatever situation they're in. Of course, you know, I do need to speak into whatever they're going through, 
Uh, but my main job is just to be there for them and just to be present for them. So I think that ministry of presence really can work in a lot mm-hmm. of different situations. I really love that, oh, that's that phrase. Powerful. And I know and you, you and I talked the other day uh, about just this idea of quality time versus quantity time. Mm-hmm. And, and I think we both agree in a lot of ways that, that the idea of quality time is, is probably a little overblown these days, that it's mm-hmm. really more of a thing where we just focus on that quantity, quantity of time and the, the quality part of it will sort of take care of itself. And I feel like that's such a, a huge thing to, to, to have in mind as we're trying to walk through these different mm-hmm. seasons and situations with daughters, with girls, is yeah. to just, just be there for them. And, you know, there are going to be times when they may say that they don't want you around, but they, they really need you to be around. Yes. And they need yes. you to be present with them. Exactly. Oh, I love that. Well, Mark, in your book, you have a chapter that's called Hanging On and Letting Go right? Where you talk a lot about being a dad to your daughters. You got pictures all the way through your book, which is really fun, right? And right. you talk about GDS. How about you define that and talk about the impact <laughs> it has on your girls? Because it's hilarious. Yeah. So there's this thing that I uh, discovered through being a dad, uh, GDS, and we call it grumpy dad syndrome. My, I did not come up with that. My <laughs> kids came up with it. Uh, and it's this thing that happens, and I think I, I say this in, in the book, where I, I kind of neglect my role in their life as their dad, as their daddy, and I just am focusing on my role as just being their father. And so I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm frustrated, I'm over it, but, you know, it's time for us to eat or something. So I'm like, all right, we're going to go get food. We're gonna, and so I feel like once I've done that, I've taken care of my job, you know, whatever. So I've, I'm very checked out when I'm doing it. And it's funny that it frequently happens when I'm really tired Mm -hmm. and there seems to be a meal happening or about to happen. I know there's uh, a story. Yeah. Oh, oh, there's, there's, yeah, I I get angry. Probably I get angry because I'm hungry and tired. Yeah, exactly. Kind of work together. Um, and what's, what's the, the hardest part about it for me is I don't realize that I'm slipping into that, GDS kind of mode. And so I've just learned through this that I have to, during those times when I'm hungry, when I've been on the road and I just get home and I might be a little jet lagged or whatever, I'm tired. I've learned that those are the times that I really need to put my guard up against this GDS thing and just know, okay, this is a situation. This is, this is probably, I'm probably more susceptible to this kind of thing happening. So it's yeah. something that I've learned. Uh, unfortunately, I've learned the hard way. <laughs> there you go. I've gotten a little bit better about it. You know, when you were just talking about what you're feeling like when you're, when you're hungry or you're tired, it made me think about the acronym HALT. I don't know if you've ever heard this, but that it stands for Hungry, Angry, Lonely, Tired. But halt, like stop and ask yourself, am I hungry? Am I angry? Am I lonely? Am I tired? But that's kind of what you're talking about is, wow, I've got to be aware of my GDS, right? Grumpy dad syndrome. And then realize it's something going on in me that's affecting them. It's not them. You know, I can't just blame my my family for not pacing with me. I've got to own my own stuff. So that takes a lot of courage, doesn't it, for a dad? Yeah, it really does. And I think as a dad, you know, we oftentimes are modeling how to handle different situations and how to respond to those. And especially as our kids get older, you know, and I I don't remember who I heard say this. It might have been a pastor years ago that when they're really little, your, your kids will do what you tell them to do. 
But then they hit a certain point, and they're not doing what you tell them to do. They're looking to see what you do, and they model what you do. Oh, so that's good. When you get into these trickier kinds of situations, it's, that's really important, you know, for me as the dad to set that example mm-hmm. of how to handle, you know, when I get in a situation so that they can learn so that, you know, when they're older and they get in these kinds of situations, they'll know, to, know how to handle it also. Yeah, well, I heard you say that you guard against GDS when you're the grumpy dad syndrome. It's like, and I thought about the juxtaposition of that word with our title today, that maybe when you guard, put a guard up, realizing, wow, I'm not being the best dad I can be that's spilling over to my daughters. By you being guarded in that area, guarding your mouth, maybe with your responses or whatever, that is guarding their unshakable hearts. Like it, it has, oh, yeah, absolutely. Right? It has a payoff and I think that way. It, it all starts with... with you know, if we're, we're wanting to guard our, our children's unshakable hearts, our daughter's unshakable hearts, we have to be doing that ourselves. We, and it starts, mm-hmm. you know, in, any, any external kind of situation that we have going on starts with an internal thing. It starts with our own heart, our relationship with God, with Jesus, and, and letting that inform the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. And, so, and so for me, if I, if I want to be the best dad I can be, the best husband I can be, I've got to make sure that my relationship with Jesus is in the best place that it can be, and then that will spill over into all of these other areas. And so, yes, of course, like if I want to guard my children's hearts, I've got to start with my own. You know, you the, when you're on the airplane and they're like, okay, well, first you've got to put on your own uh, oxygen mask yeah. before you can help out with your kids. It's the same kind of deal. You're right. you, know, when you get into these uh, situations, and I wouldn't say crisis or emergency when I'm being grumpy because I, you know, haven't gotten any food. But it's still, you know, that's a, a situation where we're more susceptible to maybe going over to the dark side and, yeah. you know, being angry, you know, not being the best dad we can be, whatever that is. Uh, so that's that's the time when we need to put our guard up, not not in the sense that you're putting up a wall, which is, I think, what I probably, that's what my natural human tendency is, is mm-hmm. to put a wall up for my family, but it's just putting up putting up a guard and realizing, okay, this is a situation that could, you know, it could go one of a couple of ways, and let's make sure it goes the, the positive way, you know, the way that, that my kids, their, their hearts come out on the right side. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Oh, my goodness. Our time is going way too fast. Well, I end, as I told you, I end every show with a go step because I think so many men tell me, right, like, Dr. Michelle, just tell me how to fix it. Tell me what to do. So let me just ask you this, Mark, in closing, like, what is one practical way this week that you would encourage dads listening to take a step toward guarding their daughter's heart so that it is unshakable? You know what I think, and I'll I'll give everybody just a little bit of homework. I think probably the most important thing as a dad, uh, as a Christian, and trying to raise up uh, children that are you know following in our footsteps, which ultimately is, is following after Jesus, is for us to help them while they're young to figure out what their their giftings are, and and in particular what their spiritual giftings are. So my challenge, my homework that I would give is just to have just a conversation, and it doesn't need to be this forced mm-hmm. kind of thing. Or you know, I used to always think about the Brady Bunch and how at the end Mike Brady would like sit the kids down and they'd have this big talk. And anytime I try to do that, my kids think I'm like, I've lost my mind or something. It's got to be a natural organic thing, but you know, it could be a thing where you just, you know, you grab a meal, you know, you just, after, you know, volleyball practice or whatever, you're, you're having a meal, you're at the Chick-fil-A or wherever, and just have just a little conversation. And, and I think a very simple question is just, 
to say what what do you want uh, for your life, and then also what does God, what do you think God wants for your life? And I think from those two questions, mm-hmm. I think great conversation can happen, and you can start to see like where different people are gifted in different areas. Uh, both with our talents and also just with our spiritual giftings that, that God has given us. And we're all wired a little bit differently. And I think that's a great conversation that can happen. That oh, can, I love that. And uh, really be the beginning of something uh, really special with your daughter. And it seems implied, Mark, even in what you said, that it would follow up then with, and how can I help support you in that goal or that desire? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah, I think because you're great. hearing yeah, about it. I think it. that's the natural, practical yeah. step that you would take is once you kind of are armed with this information of going, okay, well, my daughter is wired this way and towards this kind of thing, then, okay, well, let me help her with mm-hmm. that. Let me and, and use my powers as that, everything I can do to help her in that. Exactly. Well, Mark, if people want to get a hold of you, get a copy of your book and your EP, where can they find you? Okay, so you can go to my website. It's marklee.me, marklee.me. Uh, and you can, there's links on there to, uh, there's, I have a shop there so you can buy the book and I'll sign it and mail it out to you. The EPs, if you want a hard copy of the EP, it's available there. Or you can go to wherever you stream music or buy music digitally. It's available everywhere. But uh, yeah, check it out. I'd love awesome. to hear what you think about it. Oh, that's awesome. Well, today you've been hearing from third day guitar player, dad and author, Mark Lee. Our topic has been guarding your daughter's unshakable heart. Well, I'm Dr. Michelle Watson, The Dad Whisperer. You can always write me at drmichelle at thedadwhisperer.com or go to my website, drmichellewatson.com, where I have lots of resources for you. And you can always listen to The Dad Whisperer podcast on iTunes or listen on my website to any past shows. So this wraps up another week's program. Thanks, Mark, so much for being here. It's been a joy to have you on the program. Thanks so much for having me. This was great. Go Dads. Go Dads.